Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 300. Yay! Oh. <laughs> um, are, are we still counting these things? <laughs> yes. It's the only way Tony and I keep living. Yeah. Oh my I God. Mean, to be honest, though, with all the other, the first two and a half years when we didn't count interviews as actual, we're probably way beyond this. Yeah. So for some of those other people that caught up to, like, Passing us in numbers, just know that we still have a lot more that we've recorded. Yeah, we're Fuck still y'all. better than you. <laughs> yeah, well, only mean, numbers wise, not in any other way. Yeah, better than you. You guys want to rumble? <laughs> we'll meet you out in the back alleys. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we do have a great show for you this week. And actually, sometimes when I say that, I don't believe it. But this time, I actually do because spent with friends here. Um, Linz came to join me as, as always. Always, Derek, young Derek. Hi. And my brother Matt. What? You may remember their voices from ages past. It's been a while, but you might also remember my voice from "I Am Groot." It's totally me. That wasn't Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets the credit. But yeah, we uh, we reviewed some books this week. Talked about some news. Tony shared some delicious beer. We made fun of Tony a lot. <laughs> so you know, a normal podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so grab a good drink and enjoy. Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 300. We are Drunk on Comics. So good to see all you guys again. It's been like ages. I mean, fuck, man, I haven't seen you in six months, it feels like. Oh, man, I feel like uh, when you were saying I, it's good to see you guys, you were talking to our listeners, and I was like, Tony, it's a podcast. <laughs> like, they, they can only hear us. It's a one-way conversation. Don't tell him that. <laughs> He, he looks thinks. at a he he looks at a reflection in the mirror every time we do the podcast. He's like, "You are our biggest fan." <laughs> well, guys, I was going to be celebrating with you for our 300th anniversary Ooh. and bringing out some CBS, but I'm putting three of these glasses away. <laughs> Fuck you all. <laughs> so I get mine, right? Because you haven't seen me? You haven't seen Actually, me Actually, Derek, Derek's the only one that wasn't really saying anything. So Which, he... is, which is funny, because I have seen Tony recently at Winterfest. Yeah. Uh, I totally showed up for the end of a podcast the other day. Yes. And, and honestly, I see Linz every week. I'm here so every week. Really, I will still share some of this beloved nectar of the gods. You have to put up your bullshit ambrosia. every week. Sweet, sweet ambrosia. <laughs> CBS Majestic. is amazing, and I felt... Doing our 300th episode. Is this because I gave you shit for not sharing with me last week? No, this has actually nothing to it. Oh. This is all from me. Tony visited kindergarten and being a good guy. Again. Oh. That's good. CBS, for our, our uh, listeners, is a Canadian breakfast stout uh, brewed by Founders Brewing here in Grand Rapids. Uh, it's amazing. It's a. Uh, is, this, is this glass sanitary, Tony? I worry about anything in your house. Fucking clean, dude. And I would have yeah, cleaned didn't more. Didn't you see? He took everything off the floor in his dining room and put it on top of the table. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I did the dishes. I was I was going to make it all clean mm-hmm. and then have you guys be like, holy shit. But then I just felt that would have been too much for you guys to mm. experience here. 
This I'm like really a, okay with that, actually, just so you know in the future. That, that Simpsons episode <laughs> with Sherry Bobbins, not Mary Poppins, where you just push shit underneath everything. <laughs> That's <laughs> Tony clean. Right. His couch is like th- yeah. 35 feet off the floor. Yes, <laughs> if Tony ever asks you to help him clean his house, do it, because you will find about $40 in just random money laying throughout the house that you can just put in your pocket. Yep. <laughs> That's pay. It's getting tipped. Oh, wait, you took that besides the pay I gave you? <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. You wouldn't even notice. As long as you get tipped and not just the... Oh. <laughs> or, the tips, or the tip sniffed, because... Oh. oh. Or let's stop talking about lens that way. <laughs> yes. It might. Tip snipped. <laughs> I don't think that really works with you, No, but... it doesn't. Sounds like some terrible African video. Yeah. It's not... <laughs> Yeah. Or is this like a, an origin story that we haven't heard about? We're going to rewrite Lince's origin story. <laughs> Retcon. <laughs> Moving right along. It's no wonder she fits in with all of us. <laughs> She's like one of the guys, literally. Nah. She's got a bigger dick than you do, Tony. Aww. Aww. <laughs> if I were a dude, that would Take totally in be that true. beer back. <laughs> you just crossed the line. I know. Um. Yeah. So let's get into some reviews. No, actually, let's let's get into some reminiscing. I mean, this is our three hundredth, three hundred anniversary. Three hundred. That's like longer than uh, most uh, podcasts. Yeah. Mo- well, not even most podcasts. Most, most comic book runs anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Most anything, really. Yeah. How we do it, I. I still don't know. Alcohol? Alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really and, is the binding force. And nothing else going on? A lack of shits to give. <laughs> lack of life. <laughs> and a desire for our fan oh. to, to keep listening. All one of them. <laughs> so I want to say, like, my favorite part of Drunk on Comics was at the beginning when uh, me and old man Derek were uh, talking about this and then thinking about having some more people on. And allowing it to be a place where I could hang out with my brother. Aww. Aww. Because my brother is my best friend. Aww. And he doesn't treat me like one. But it's okay anyways. <laughs> because I, I, I continue this hoping that I can get to hang out with him it's every now and then. I am so glad that passive-aggressive jab got put in there. <laughs> I mean, my best friend's my wife. Because that's why I married her and... And I have three kids, and they're cool. You can cool. have multiple best and friends, it, fucker. And it's, and it's not <laughs> that literally defeats the purpose of best. That's the qualifier. I, I mean, and, it, and it's kind of like I invite you over every Tuesday to have dinner, and you just never show up. So. And I invite you every Sunday to continue recording, That's and true. you just don't show up. That's true. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll just blame it all on young Derek. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> Children, man, they get you. Thank you, <laughs> Derek. How about you? Uh, I think my favorite memory was the day that you completely fucking destroyed the studio. Oh my god! Remember that? that was your favorite. Oh, it, was it was so, so funny, dude. I wish it was all recorded. It might part of it might have been recorded because everything collapsed and you just disappeared. Shit was everywhere. It was yeah. it was amazing. We're talking about the best thing that's happened. That to is you. the best thing that's happened. That was the best to thing him. that's happened to me. <laughs> that's pretty lame. Out of the many people that you could have been interviewed, the many like different comic books you got. Tony, watching you fall on your ass and destroy everything was amazing. It was pretty great. All right. Well, Lens, what, My favorite what was... is your warped thought of goodness? <laughs> oh, no. My favorite moment, it was the interview we did with Arlo Grammatica. From, that, that was pretty good. From Scott Brewery Company. He was the best interview. And they sent us fucking free beer in the mail. 
Which, I don't know. What? In a comic <laughs> book. Viewfinder. Yeah, it was the best. In a comic book Plus, about the brewery. that Mexican lager that they make, I just, I crave it all the time. And you can't get it here, so I also hate them a little bit. But. I I have friends that, that, well, a couple friends that live in Colorado. Also some friends that just went there. Whenever I think of Colorado, though, I do think of wanting to go to Ska Brewing. Just yeah. The building looks super sweet. Oh, I know. So, I, that was, you know, we've, we've done a lot of great interviews, but that one was my favorite. Matt, what's your favorite? Our Peabody Award for Journalistic Integrity. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love hanging out with my brother. Uh, Copycat. Yeah, and, you know, I really, I was thinking about, you know, there's good moments, but I, I just kind of want to bring up, I really enjoyed, like, our first, maybe six months we were recording, and we decided to be really ambitious and do March Madness with superheroes. Oh, God. And we tried to get, like, so who would win this fight and who would win this fight uh, and whittle it down. And I had a lot of fun writing some of those. They weren't great, but it reminded me that that's what we could be if we all had more time. Yeah, and motivation. <laughs> and motivation yeah. and skills. Yeah. And <laughs> just a lot of other things yeah. and stuff. But it was, you know, it's that love of comics that we we created something that you know might be close to art with it i would say that we can't call ourselves a professional journalistic organization so art would probably be good. yeah we're 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 an amateur artist uh, yeah storytellers so, yeah storytellers so i i totally forgot about the march madness that was so much fun to a point but yeah. then it got a little tedious <laughs> i also i was like, the first couple of rounds suck because that was a lot of There was a lot of them. Yeah, once you got towards the end, you're like, okay, this is cool. I just love that Pace Pop Pete uh, made it <laughs> as long as he did. <laughs> got, his gooey, got, his, got his gooeyness all over people in one. And it made so. for some good fucking storytelling, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I now you're making me want to be a little more ambitious and do something like Please that again. Just stop. Please stop. But that's just mainly <laughs> me and Lynn's Because for the then most he part. gets all like. He, Makes a fucking whiteboard with rules and shit to remember, and then he covers it with a picture so we can't actually <laughs> see what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> At least that I have fall ideas. Off the yeah. <laughs> I have ideas of where I want to bring every, this. Every couple of months, he gets really like, I want to take this podcast to the next level. I'm like, well, we're at 300, so I think it's kind of maybe too late for that. But. <laughs> <laughs> To be 100% honest, though, I, it's surprising to make this far. As we've said, many other podcasts have just gone to the waysides uh, that we, still that you guys, you two, will even come in every now and then for these special editions or kind of when I really just beg that I need or the, yeah, Or the, oh shit, no one else can come. Yeah. Please don't make me do this by myself. We- but, but also having Lynn's here to still continue on. I don't know why you keep continuing on I coming over here. I ask myself that every weekend. Like, like <laughs> most things in life. Uh, adding a woman is probably the best gift a guy could ever ask for. So, Well, no shit. I know why it works for me, but I'm saying, why does she come over to hang out with me? And, and every week I'm just thinking that she's going to finally say, I'm kind of done with this. Every so. week I think, I think I'm going to tell Tony I'm done with this. <laughs> so I'm, and then I do the podcast and I change my mind because I do like doing it. I know, that's what every week, too, I'm sometimes like, God, I just kind of want to take this week and off. Yeah. Do we really need to put out an episode? But then sitting here talking, it's just like, shit, this is why we started it, is just to talk about yep. comic books instead of just texting and everything mm-hmm. else and recording it for other people to listen to our bullshit. So right. 
I'm glad that you guys all like. It's a cathartic thing. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Who cares if anybody listens and entertains us when we show up? Very much so. At least we know that we recorded. It's out there. Mm -hmm. We still do have some listeners. So we do. Yeah. We just need to get it back up there. So I have plenty of ideas to get (laughs) us there. (laughs) To the three of you, thank you. (laughs) We're We're going to San Diego. <laughs> not Comic Con and, and not the city in California, but the the burrito shop uh, down to a place called San Diego. <laughs> the whale's vagina. The whale's vagina burrito shop. This must be some big fucking burritos. Ah, <laughs> oh, well. Uh, let's get into some book reviews then, shall we? Sure. Derek, what'd you bring? I don't read comic books. <laughs> he brought himself. I brought myself. I showed up. I was sick for a couple days. I didn't read anything this week. Oh, cause... you've read plenty this week. What are you preparing for? Oh, D&D. I've read some D&D books. I was reading Xanathar's Guide to Everything, which is a great updated thing. I don't know, Tony, if you've seen it yet. I have not yet. I'm going to oh kind of call this a comic book because there's pictures in it. There are pictures. <laughs> there are very nice <laughs> art. And one, one of my favorite parts about uh, Xanathar's Guide is there's these little blurbs from the beholder mm-hmm. and they're taken from that perspective of this alien creature that doesn't understand human beings and a lot of them are funny uh like he talks about like magic items they they work and then they don't work and then they work again and they don't work all in a blink of an eye and if you know your D, that's hilarious so i'm just gonna leave our one listener who also plays D <laughs> <laughs> to chuckle along about the eye of the beholder but uh it's a fun book as, as you were talking about D&D, there was a uh, random question on the internet the other day on Reddit, and I forget all the exact details, but you get to pick two of these of these groups. 50 hawks, uh, 10,000 rats, a hunter, <laughs> five gorillas, four lions, three grizzly bears, and like one other thing. The two that you pick get to defend you while the other ones are attacking you. And the only thing I could think of to make this make sense, everyone's like, well, you got to pick the hunter so that it's not attacking you then. Good, you know, offensive pick. However, it's a hunter when they're saying the 10,000 rats are the biggest thing. Like that mass horde would be able to kill anyone at Plus, a certain you time. you end up with 20,000 rats by the end of it. Exactly. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's 5,000 rats are fucking. Yeah. <laughs> In the logic that everyone was using, I just kept going back to D&D terms. I'm like, yeah. well, who would have this? Well, who's a swarm attack? So you need an area of effect. One fireball takes out that swarm of rats. But, you, but there's no fireball within it. There's only the hunter, which everyone thinks is the deadliest you yeah. know, person that you'd not want to pick because it'd be attacking you. What kind of weapon is that? What if he's like a Rambo with like those exploding like arrows, man? You can tell that you guys are solidly in the deep because the Matt's first question is, what kind of weapon does he have? <laughs> you should play, Linz. I have played before and I did not enjoy it. Aww. Well, we're going to move player. on. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the shows uh, that I watched, The Librarians, because it's nerdy. Uh, they just show. they just had an episode where they brought in Dungeons and Dragons, and one of the characters instantly uh, who g- plays Galahad, so he was from King Arthur's time mm. and everything, instantly starts correcting them like cave trolls don't have fangs, they have tusks, and I'm like that's me, that's that's the guy I am, I'm, I'm correct. And in fact, the uh, at the table the girl says uh, I uh, I cast a fireball and I rolled a 19. And I sat back with my wife, and I go, yeah, you don't roll for an attack with a fireball. They have to roll a saving throw versus the damage. And she's like, would you shut up? <laughs> that was what pissed me off in Stranger Things season one. Yeah. Was they were using a fireball, and they rolled for it. I'm like, motherfucker, they roll for it. Uh, well, that uh, was... Maybe AD&D original you had to? You, the... 
Well, the character was supposed to... You had to, like, overcome their save versus spell. You had special saving throws, like a saving throw versus a spell, and a saving throw versus being polymorphed into something, and then there was a special saving throw against rods uh, and wands. So back in the day, you had to roll your spell, yeah, some of the spells? Okay. Yeah, th- there's a there's a reason why we don't play AD&D anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no that was a up. fun little set. Yeah. yeah. No thank no, you. No. So Matt, what... Uh... Uh, I read a comic, or a couple of them. Uh, I well, give think... us one of them right now. All right, I think I'll talk about uh, Doctor Strange trying to find the number. <laughs> Tony can 384? help 384, written by... Written by... You think uh, Tony knows that information? Tony, <laughs> information. Captain Pronunciation has no idea who wrote that. I was going to say, can I go back to what my favorite memory is? I think my favorite memory is every time we butcher a writer or artist's <laughs> name on this podcast. Yes. yes. Sorry, I was... Uh, we should kinda... just have a form apology letter that we send out every week. It's just a... a... Donny Cates is the writer. Artist is Gabriel Hernandez-Walta. Uh, Jordi Belair is the color. Jordi right, Belair. Obviously shows through. Yeah. All right, so uh, really, like there's a lot of shit that was explained in this. There was within this four. So far, there's been four uh, issues. Issues. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll okay. co- we'll, we'll tag you. In yeah. There's been four. Yeah. When he takes a sip of, of, of the CBS, <laughs> I will talk. When I take a sip, he will talk. Okay. But that there's only been four issues, and already there's been a lot of mystery, a lot of questions being asked. They've also been being answered. Which is amazing. Yeah, this this story is really moving forward at a rapid pace, which is nice in comics because if you you got to wait every month for it, you kind of want things to clip along. Right. Um, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of filler pieces. Um, the cliffhanger on this one is the void, and I don't know. Have we talked much about the story before. Yes, we've okay. I've talked all right extensively so the about century, this one. The century is returned, and so with the century, you get the void. But Doctor Do you Strange, get the void? You, you're because, supposed to get the void. No, because you get the century, and he and everyone has said that the void is the century. It's, it's his dark. alter dark uh, personality. Well, it's but Doctor Strange entity. seemed to have locked up the void. Exactly. So he somehow separated the. Two you really kind of sucked like at this climax thing, Matt, because a- you got to kind of say <laughs> we finally found out what's behind that fucking door. Tony, oh, yeah. Tony's been building the door. Like he's, oh. revu- I feel like he's reviewed every single one of these. I kind of have. Well, and I, he's been building the door. Well, I love that Loki was trying to explode it open. Yes. He was trying to cast a knock spell, but he say he failed the uh, difficulty oh. rating on there. Hey. Uh, <laughs> he's tried everything, and what the correct answer to opening the door was was this. Yeah. Shaving a haircut. Hey, shaving a haircut, really? And all I can think of is Roger Rabbit, man. Yeah, that's what I can think of, too, is Roger Rabbit. So, the void comes out, uh, and damn, it's like... Our, w- Doctor Strange is like really willing to sacrifice everything here. I love that you glossed over completely why he unleashed the century. Oh. when the century? They, Yes. The century. He unleashed... The century. Yeah. Yes, that's what I fucking said. Century. Century. You um, added an extra U in there. Yeah. Oh. You went for. You went for. You like, suck. That's guard to time. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway. <laughs> hey, there's a U in there. Tough but fair. Um. No, the, we've already uh, established within here is paying the price for magic. Yeah. Which has never really been a long-held thing within the Marvel universe before, but getting into it now, it seems like that's what they're going to ch- start doing to hamper some magic users. 
and Loki has wanted this certain spell that can kind of just wipe away taking on that that penance there. Loki being a god, he's able to use more power than a normal human uh, Sorcerer Supreme just because of he having godlike abilities. Yeah, it's like you're supposed to get boils and stuff if you start casting too many spells. And, and he already explained within, he was looking for some other magicians to take on that uh, component of him because he's trying this giant spell and he needs some other people to, otherwise he will die doing well, it. Well, they kind of retcon the fact that... Uh, Doctor Strange, one of the reasons why so many years he hasn't had to pay the price is he's got this little cult following who are paying the price for him. Yep. And he hated it at first. And then he was kind of like, but I kind of see the point of it. If I'm supposed to be the Sorcerer Supreme, then I guess I'll use this. So he, he gets the sentry to sign up to be his essentially payer of all magical debt. Right. Who, Green Lantern battery there. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, a real nice moment... Uh, the sentry is sitting there in Wong saying, this might hurt. He goes, yeah, I think I'll be okay. I think I'll take a nap while this is happening. <laughs> so, Just to explain how powerful the sentry is. However, I had thought then that all that bad negative energy was going to go into the sentry and, that's how and have the, the void, void come out, that they've now successfully shown that the void is actually a different entity, which has always kind of been the... You know, you always thought it was the same being. It was just crazy. Yes. Right. I, I love that it is separate entity because Sentry is such a broken a, character. Yeah. They want him to have, like, some some goodness. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I was, when they first brought him back, I was intrigued that they were bringing him back in just a Doctor Strange and not some kind of big crossover event because the last time we saw him, he was a, a big linchpin for that crossover event. Um, and so now that you know he's kind of come back on the side, it was I was like, oh, well, all right, he's back. Let's move on. Uh, anyways, I th I'm still intrigued with the story. I, I do want to know where it's going next. Uh, I love good guy schmuck Loki because it's the way, and, and I'm totally, I'm sure this is because fans love him so much in the movies that they want to see him be more of a good guy. Right. Uh, but he's not very good at being a good guy. Which is great, you know. He's, it is good. He's got years and years of being an asshole, uh, right? And mythology to overcome. So, anyways, it was a good book. Uh, I, I'm glad that Tony reviewed it. <laughs> glad you could help. Hey, man, maybe you can help with this. Okay. Uh, the fate of the four, Marvel two and one. Yes. The thing in Human Torch. All right. Now, one of the things that I had mentioned last week was going into this was kind of the meta part of Johnny Storm reading the Fantastic Four comic book about them going off to save uh, Reed and Sue within a different um, universe and everything and how that's what they are trying to do right now. Oh, I really hope this isn't Marvel's attempt to do what they did in the Once Upon a Time series where they have an author character who's writing everyone's uh, stories. No. That's, it's, 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 it's classic Disney. It's been established that there's always been a Fantastic Four okay, book. That's true. They're yeah. the, the, you know, everyone's favorite superhero team. They have merchandise. You can buy their t-shirts. They have really? a comic book based Why in the Marvel. they everybody's favorite team? It's super weird. Because they're, they're the first family. First nuclear family. Well, and well, I'm saying now that uh, Disney probably will be able to own the rights to them again and make movies with them, they're going to bring the comics. That's back. why I think Shocking. they're actually going to find them. <laughs> they treated them like brown water trash for like 15 years. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. I know you love the Fantastic Four. <laughs> hey, Hickman's run was fucking phenomenal. It was, it was when he left that it kind of <sighs> went downhill. 
ish ingrained your schemes but love fantastic four that's what we need we need a, a team to explore the multiverse oh wait we're getting that in exile so never mind they're bringing that back yeah exile which will be awesome but at the same point i hope that they can find you know reed and sue and the rest of the team and i'm sure they will well in the uh legacy number one you had valeria and uh Franklin and Franklin coming back to the universe type. Deal, That's what so. it seemed like. So maybe this is going to find those two then, where this and, concludes, and then they'll find and then they'll find the the rest of them and stuff. Because I mean, Reed's got to be done making the universe by now, right? And what, how does he come back from that though? Like after you become the god to that mind would wipe, make for a really interesting story. Mind wipe, yeah. Just just erase your memories of doing it all. But this book so far has been very good, just with the two. Uh, it's written by Chip Zdarsky, um, mm. pencils by Jim Chung, um, and then a lot of different inklers, inkers, inklers. and Frank Martin inklers. as colorist. So what I love about this is that it's showing... I stopped reading some of the Iron Man to follow Doom, oh. when Doom was going to be good. I love good Doom. I like good Doom too, and this seems like a okay, decent Doom. No, this is still Doom being Doom. He he truly feels that he is the best person to do it all, so he doesn't trust other people to like have powerful artifacts or things like that because he's too smart. He's the only one that he can trust. And I love his jabs that he made at democracy in it. He goes, see, this is why democracy is overrated. <laughs> see, there's Doom. Well, it sounds not, like him still. But see, the thing is, this whole thing is kind of being set up of Doom trying to get what thing in Human Torture looking for, which is an object which will allow them to go to interdimensional travel. Something that uh, Reed left behind for them in like a will. that So that Ben and Johnny could keep exploring. Yes. And so they they are following this beacon to Monster Island where some of their first uh, foes that they faced are all there. Oh, no, no, they didn't follow a beacon. The The clue was where our first adventure oh, first, was. yeah. And so Thing and Torch went to Monster Island because that was their first mm -hmm. uh, adventure. Mm -hmm. uh, and Doom followed them because he was spying on them. Because so. he's trying to find out. Now, that is the greatest thing of democracy is them fighting over who controls the Monster Island. The Monster Man versus the son of Gloomer. Yeah, and I... I really want to see, you know, they were fighting over then who, whoever beats up the Fantastic Four then would, or Fantastic Two, would get to take over Monster Island. And, well, Doom pretty much Doom came wins. in when one and saw the little moloids and stuff are <laughs> pledging allegiance to Doom. <laughs> and so I, it, it, one of the biggest things that I wish I knew more of uh, was Doom's Iron Man type looking armor. It's a cool updated look from what he used to be. And to also know that... See, it's like, is he using magic now? Does he yeah. know magic? Yeah, or he, is that a, a, a replacer blast? It's, he's, he's classic Doom. He's got a mix of technology and magic. So, because he was... Well, I don't know this new Doom compared to old Doom that we're comparing him to. Well, in the, uh, the first where he reappeared as kind of being a good guy with Iron Man, mm -hmm. he was using straight-up magic. He didn't even have a suit of oh, armor Oh, yeah, that's on. true, yeah. I forgot and about then, that. And then he worked with Tony to get and ended up getting, like, the Stark tech to make his suit of armor. So now he's got a stronger, more so, armory doom. Yeah. Metal Man is president new, pre metal man. new Island president. <laughs> president Metal Man. 
Um, but that wasn't the site of their first adventure, now was it? No, it wasn't. In fact, this is what I felt was the perfect icing on the cake of this. It actually goes back to before they became the Fantastic Four. The college days. When Ben and Reed were <laughs> friends, and also when Victor was also a student there. And Yep, and they all had their different, you know, dissertations and certain things that they were exploring. And Victor had won an award. And, you know, Ben thought that Reed should have really have gotten it and everything. So they decided to do a small prank. And instead of it saying Victor, was it Victor Von, Von Doom, Doom? They put an F on the statue that said Von Doof. <laughs> And it was just oh, a little guy. It was just and it was a something that Reed, Reed, being the good guy, he he didn't want to do it, but he goes, "Oh yeah, I'm going to do that anyways." <laughs> and he called it their first adventure because this is the only prank that Reed Richards has ever pulled, <laughs> and repeatedly did it because every time then, the college would change it back, he would break back in and turn off the security cameras and change it back to that's the F. So. Funny. And it's really, and Ben was saying how that was like really the first time that he's ever, and only time he's ever seen Reed do something like that. Which, honestly, having read Fantastic Four for a while, yeah, it seems out of the norm because it's not him. However, having this one thing shared between them, I could see that have yeah. always been in continuity. You know, it's yep. not too far of a stretch. Mm -hmm. But okay. it being the first adventure, I was like, oh, damn, that's that's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. So, of course, that's where he hid the, the, the relic is in the trophy. It was really good. It explores more of the characters and their thoughts than I ever, ever thought I would get. Well, they and so they've established the new Marvel timeline in this book too, right? Because they went to school in 1998 now, which yes, means they didn't go into space until 2001. Yeah. Yes. So and that's the space new Odyssey. That's the new Marvel timeline. Exactly. With Marvel, it, DC. <laughs> what, you really got. It, how, was, how do you explain <laughs> this? Because I, I thought the same thing too. I, I, you know, I thought Marvel was done with all the time mm -hmm. traveling when they killed the timeline. Nobody ages then... appropriately in Marvel. That's, that's well, why they no, have that's, to keep that's resetting they, that's the origin time. Because yeah. everyone gives Marvel shit for having a sliding time scale, and I've covered it uh, immensely before. Yeah. But they established the beginning point of the Marvel universe is when. They took off in the rocket ship to become the Fantastic Four. The Marvel Age started then. Yeah. Yep. And so, in order to date everyone within how they look and everything, otherwise, uh, you know, Steve uh, Rogers would be hella fucking old right now. Right. From even when he was uncovered from the ice the second right. time, he'd be at least fifty. If he Spider Man was would be in an old age home. Yeah, because they all quiet. established, you know, early, yeah. you know, in the you know Bronze and Silver Ages. So. They have to then say, well, this point was this, so that we can kind of pretend that they're this old now and where we're at. I mean, DC, they just reset their whole fucking universes and yeah. have crises left and right, midlife crises, which is why they reset them. So it happens, it's established. I do like, though, that you can have some, the Richards having kids now, um, some other people getting married, like certain things that will then start growing to be who they are so you can see that yes there has been a definitive time from a to b to c i'm just curious though in the year 2050 if we'll actually see some of these people actually be in old age and died if we'll ever have gotten past these you think you're going to be alive in 2050 <laughs> Dang. that is very true. if other people would see <laughs> yeah i well what 
kind of depends on what new stories we're going to come up with. I mean, but that's the thing. It within that span of a time, if we haven't been able to reestablish this many characters, it's it's the modern mythology. I mean, by 2050, most of the Eastern Seaboard is going to be underwater. Maybe uh, Namor or new Atlantean <laughs> superheroes will be much more popular, right? Yeah. As we live underwater, maybe Martian Manhunter will uh, be cool because we'll be living on Mars. So. It's our superheroes are are supposed to be a reflection of our current mythological things, and right now it seems very much that people just want escape and fantastic stories. Yeah, I mean, like in the during the golden age, they wanted people to punch Nazis. Yes, and so all your superheroes are punching Nazis. Uh, yep. You get to the '60s, and you see a lot more of the persecution and and things uh, as people are different and, and times are changing. Uh, and then we get to the 90s and everything's got like mohawks and stuff. Yeah. So 8,000 uh, muscles in pockets. Yeah. <laughs> no feet, though. No, no feet. feet. No feet. Those are so hard to draw. So, I mean, yeah, 2050, I'm, I'm sure some of these characters will still be around. But, you know, yeah, I hope that we're, we're creative enough to yeah. create some new things. By the way, side note for that feet thing, did you see all the new X-Force toy line yes. that they hid the feet? Yes. <laughs> yeah, As they great. should. I think even Rob Liefeld commented yeah. on that. Well done. <laughs> I do want to quick briefly talk about Doomsday Clock, number three that just came out. I know you guys aren't reading it. And no, you I am, really, but I haven't read three yet. Oh, you really fucking should. I'm sorry then that I'm going to... Spoilers, spoilers one thing. By the way, we have spoilers on this show, in case you haven't heard. Well, we already just fucking talked about two full comic books and what happened, even though you're just like, and then The Void came out, blah, blah, just not Just like the deal, back of Tony's gonna... car. We're full of spoilers. <laughs> I have a fucking spoiler there. You're stupid. And Look, you know have a trunk on that thing. We're going to go down the any turnpike? No, and it, it, it mainly has to do with this one page that I want to talk about. Marionette and Mime are two of the greatest characters that I've ever seen written, and this is only the issue, third issue that you've seen them in. And what has already been established, Marionette has her wire that, when she slaps her hands together, comes out like a garionette, and like she can just slice through everything. It's fucking sweet. How is it pronounced? Please. It's Garot. Garot? Garot. Garote. You said a garionette. Yeah, isn't that what it is? Garote. It's a garote. Oh, what the fuck is that? That's stupid. <laughs> She's a marionette I... doll. With the wires. With that the she wires. Can... So she has garionette. Okay. A marionette with a garionette? <laughs> She's going to she strangle you with her. Garionette. I got no strings to keep Hold me down. down. To make me frat or make me frown. Tony's just we have mine. too much of Team He's America World Police. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got no strings. We have mime who... Pretends that he has all these gadgets and gizmos, but you, he, they came from the Watchmen world where they aren't metahumans besides Dr. Manhattan. So him pretending that he has a gun makes no fucking sense because it's just pretend. There are other metahumans. Who, so and he's not he already, like onomatopoeia where if he goes bang like... <laughs> But he's mime, so he can't but he say has, anything. But right. he has done the that two before. two of them team oh up God. together. That would be a that's great team brilliant. up. Oh, I hope some some writer is listening right now, and that's the next comic we're going to get, because we will, we will review the crap that's out of that. One movie. of the greatest panels that I've seen ever is him holding his fake gun, them laughing at it, and him pulling the trigger and blowing the brains out of someone. That's a real fucking gun, or he manifested it through some psychic ability, 
and even within the next page, it kind of shows a, a sliver of like almost that it could just be invisible. Like it could be some tech that has all of his shit invisible, so he's keeping up with the routine of being the mime. Or could he, now that he's in the DC universe, actually have real magical powers to what he mimes becomes real? Well, he mimed the handcuff key in issue two. But was it just an invisible handcuff key, or was it him miming it? Don't know, and they're leaving it still kind of vague. I want to believe that he's magically powered to be able to do this now that he's in the proper DC world, which would then reveal a lot more of Dr. Manhattan and certain things that he's done to make this universe, which hopefully this whole story arc will explain. Hopefully. One can only hope. <laughs> yeah, one can only hope. <laughs> but I'm starting to get a uh, a theory with within this book without even explaining everything else that's going on which is fucking amazing such as a resurrected comedian um and other shit that happened within the main world finally revealing who the new rorschach is and everything is i'm starting to think that my marionette they're trying to search for their son this is also taking place one year ahead of what's going on with dark knight's uh metal, metal. so this is going to be 2018 when this concludes we know that they came from 1980-something, and with that being said, they're looking for their son. You think it's the Joker? They go to the Joker's hideout, them being in these things, and they fu- pretty much fucking kill everyone there. I'm starting to think that one the DC has already said they're going to have three Jokers within their universe right now. Three different origins, three different distinct who they are. The comedian so, is one of them? or No, oh. just their it's jokers. Like, the, the thug, like having a Jared Leto joker, a Heath Ledger joker, and, and the killing joke yeah. joker. Oh, so like That's all the bad. different jokers that show up in the villain's war. pub of how it should have yeah. ended? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, and that goes from the Dark Side War of, of talking about it. So, I think one of their, their kid got brought over in the 80-something, would make him about the age now to be... One of a these joker? jokers, yeah. Which one I don't know. Explain why he doesn't have a backstory. It would be fucking awesome <laughs> well, and amazing why if that's how it ends. And uh, Mayim as a parent, yeah. They're just sadistic, badass, and her just like her smile and laughing is just like one of the creepiest, craziest shit ever. It looks like Jigsaw. He. So I said that I thought that Mime looked like a combination of the Joker and the comedian, but the more I look at his makeup, he totally looks like Lobo. That's Lobo makeup, one hundred percent. Yeah, and like just her <laughs> bastards getting getting whatever string you said it was, and just chopping people's faces and arms off. A garrote, whatever. Garionette. <laughs> Marionette with a garionette. Yeah. Is there even an N in that word? No, oh. it's G A R R O T E. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> just threw an N in there for fun. Hey, Gary, just wanted it to rhyme hey, or be. Hey, you know, you guys know why I know that's a weapon. Because of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My vocabulary is huge because of that game. Yeah. So I'm not even going to get into that because I don't want to ruin even more shit that has happened within this Ten minutes later, I'm not even going to get into it. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but I just told you three quarters of it. I didn't even scratch the surface. That's this good. Was just I haven't read it yet. Panels. Oh, so fuck this. This story is such a good thing with with how praised the watchman is and i had some trouble at first like getting my head around this of like really this is what you're gonna be doing this crossover it works fucking perfectly it's flawless that's like the second time because we thought rebirth was gonna be stupid too and yeah, everything true. great <laughs> so. you know what i that's... was thinking well i know i didn't go in dark knights uh the metal thinking it was stupid i thought 
This is badass, but yeah. it's also weird, and now it's That's just like one of my a, favorite memories. How often we're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that is like, you know, Space Punisher. That's the stupidest thing we've ever seen. Oh, and then we call it out, and then uh, Frank Tiara goes, yeah, maybe you should read it first, and we do, and it's actually really, really good. Uh, Superior Spider-Man. That's so stupid. Why would Doc Ock become Spider-Man? That's going to be lame. That was really cool. I really like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So pretty much and, whatever and we tell Parker you. being dead. <laughs> Him being, and being dead a ghost, and a ghost. Like, and not a ghost. Shit. That is like the I craziest thing. If we had our own superpower, it would be calling out the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever we tell you, do the opposite, do the opposite and you'll be very successful. Yes. Captain yes. Hindsight. Yep. <laughs> as well, long as you're the opposite of what Tony is... Without even, we're not even going to have time to go into Thanos, but... We're not going to we have time have, to even have, review Lens's book, so... We do have it's Space okay, Punisher, though, short. still, Matt. We still have what? Space Punisher within... We do have a Space Punisher within Thanos. Yeah. It's... It, it's with, uh, he becomes the Ghost Rider. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Which I find that pretty awesome, what's his, him... What's his mode of transportation a well, galactic bike yeah because he was also a herald of galactus at one point oh he doesn't have like the punisher van as his space, oh, space <laughs> punisher that'd be awesome <laughs> <laughs> space punisher like 84 gmc van <laughs> the classics never die <laughs> That's it's the original too. You know the engine's still running. Cruising right? in the eighteen van in space is like bitch. <laughs> Uh, Alright, Lindsay, what'd you, what'd you read this week? Uh, so, I'm still... You're on... kidding me. You don't even need to say it. I'm just going to say you're kidding me. I haven't even been here, and I knew this is what Lindsay was going <laughs> to talk about. So, I'm not, I'm not going to... I'm Again, I'm not going to review it in full, because that means I will have reviewed the full series at this point. So, Phoenix Resurrection number four came out this week. And I have to say... What? <laughs> I'm not... Super into it. Oh, so that's why I'm not yeah. going to review it. I'm okay. starting to feel like it's yeah, it's not going to conclude in a mm. hey Marvel awesome way. Good job again. Yeah. The so briefly and full of spoilers, I will say the way that they brought Jean Grey back was interesting because it was literally the Phoenix bringing her back from the dead. Like it took her from her grave and so what, that's what Phoenixes do. That's exactly. Fine. So. But the way the the reason why it brought her back makes sense. Just just the way this is happening. I I, I don't know that like you know we'll see how it. It's got one more issue left, so we'll see how it goes. Because last we saw the Phoenix, didn't it? Wasn't it in Cyclops during the Secret War? No, we also saw. Oh no, and then Phoenix we saw briefly five. that Thane yeah. Thane yeah possessed Thane had it in. Well, that was on its way to Earth, and which and then it, when it left Thane, it came it's probably heading to Earth. But it's also showed up in a, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy too. It's been kind of within the last year, showed up in a couple other books because it's heading towards Earth. Yes. So now this is kind of so. Then when Young Jean Grey showed up, it kind of brought like a draw. Okay. But I think at the same time, the Phoenix realized, I guess, that the only time it's ever going to be successful is when it's with, with, with Jean. Jean. And the, not the young Jean, it's like, no, I'm not going to... Not Any old Jean. She's not the yeah. real Jean. Yeah, so... Well, here's the thing. They always explore... They've said it enough that the Phoenix is birth and death. Yes. Like, life and death. Yet, they always dwell on the death part whenever they're writing right. the Phoenix Force. Like... Why does it always need to be the Dark Phoenix? Why can't we have a fun, friendly Phoenix and then it leaves because right. it accomplished making something beautiful and then it left? Well, 
they it's because it's a cosmic force and it just gets really frustrated. <laughs> Is basically how they've explained it. Yeah, the human beings are really yeah. inferior. Yeah, so then it just loses its You shit. don't know all the planets that it met on the way, and it was like <laughs> totally like, hey, you know what? I'm giving you guys iPads. Yeah. They're pretty cool. <laughs> and and you're not going to be locked into an Apple contract when you have that. So you're like the best of both worlds. It's it's open source, but it's as cool as Apple products. If it gets and frustrated, then, why does it keep going into girl then? Well, it's the only... <laughs> It tried some guys, actually. <laughs> it, tried a couple. it did. It did have that experimental stage in college where it went after some boys, yeah. but didn't work out for it so well. Mm-mm. I do have to say though, I loved at the end, Old Man Logan, because I forget that Old Man Logan still has all the memories of right. what has happened in this age. Because even though it's set in a different world in the future, it is still the Logan that they knew within the eighties and nineties. So he knows what he had to do when Jean had the Dark Phoenix and he had to schnick her. So Schnicked. I like that he's going in to talk to her, but also that for any normal reader knows that what it could be and what might happen. And he knows that's why he sent the young Scott out of there. He goes, no, it has to be me. Yeah. Because he's he the only one that, has to. yeah, that he will so, actually successfully do it. The too. best part of this book is Jean walking to work, and anywhere she's not looking, it's on fire. Yeah, everything behind her. Yep. So like the guy rides past her, and he's dead, and he's on fire. But the minute she turns around to look, that at him, was awesome. Everything's all normal again. So That's the art cool. in this book is is pretty sick, but I just I don't. I yeah. Kind of wanted to end to see. I wish it was longer so they they could put more into it. Five issues in five weeks is... Six weeks now, technically. A lot. I skipped last week. Yeah, so... Well, what else you got? So I also picked up Legion, speaking of crazy people. (laughs) (laughs) So my history with Legion is not extensive, other than I really liked the TV show. And I kind of know his his background a little bit. Um, But... I don't know. So this he's been established. This isn't like an origin story. It's basically him deciding to get help. Help, yeah. So it's him trying to get to the psychiatrist who can help her. I want some of that, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's Matt sneaking the rest of the CBS to pour. Yes. So the best part of this book to me was the way you see his multiple personalities interact with him. And a lot of time it's done through electricity in the background. Um, But at points it's him looking at them in the mirror or there's even one whole scene where they're like his personalities are physically beating the shit out of him. But you know it's not in real life. It's in his head. So just the different ways they explore. I think that's the funnest part about writing that character is that you get to have so many different voices yes. and you can be really clever on how you draw that on a page. Yeah. I think the favorite part of drawing it is his hair. Oh my god. Well, I was going to say, his hair is so stupid. They went full classic Legion hair. I, I I really want to see on the TV like show like, them do it yeah. at one point. Straight out of like House Party 2. <laughs> <laughs> Kid and play. Yeah. I was going to say, Vegeta called. He wants yeah. his hair cut back. I just really want to know if it's just naturally like that or if he actually spends a couple hours trying to get it into um, that position. Elmer's glue? Elmer's glue is how you get it to stick straight okay. up like that. So I, I feel like there's a story behind that. That no, I just I just know how mohawks work. Yeah, so. and I've always wanted a mohawk before. I had to research how to do one. So, 
one of his personalities has this. You read this too, Tony, right? Yeah. So it's unclear to me whether one of his personalities have escaped or they're just using. Um. Well, here's it's, the deal. If if you are a reality altering being, yeah, and you have multiple personalities, it would not be outside the realm of possibility that you altered reality so that one of them could right. escape. Type deal. And the yeah. One, and the one that escaped has the ever awesome name of Lord Trauma. Okay. <laughs> so he that's the bad guy in this book is one of his personalities who's trying to stop him from getting psychiatric help. You know what? I bet when this is all over, it's like all in his head. <laughs> it's just a dream. <laughs> That'd be so fucking stupid. Deus Ex Machia. <laughs> so it was it was good. I liked it. But I mean, exploring multiple personalities I think always makes Looks really interesting. In general, this, do you, so, as you've said, you don't have a lot of knowledge with this character. Do you feel this like for watching the TV show? This is helping you understand a little bit more of the character. No. Okay. No, because <laughs> no, I know I know enough about the character that I know the TV show and the origin of Legion and the comic books are not very close together. Yeah, because I was going to say, the TV show really didn't explore yeah, a lot no. of what he could do. It was do. just a really good fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm okay with. It doesn't need to be 100%. Yeah. I felt it's a lot more faithful than some things, and right. that's a good thing. I do know... Oh, sorry, Matt. Go ahead. No, I was... Go, you go. I do know that... His, what is this? Being polite? You talk over uh, each other. Uh, ladies first, dude. <laughs> He's been... So it used to... I, keep a wife. I feel <laughs> like I remember when he first came out, it was that he would was absorbing people's personalities, mm. and that's where they all came from. And then as time's gone on, they retconned it to him just having... He was like a mind Dissociative identity, identity disorder. So... I kind of like the idea of him absorbing people's personalities a little bit it's, better. But, but. <laughs> I mean, look at with with the TV shows, the it's fine as long as they're telling a good story. Right. I mean, and I think that's why, you know, in the end, how the critics, however you feel about a show, really depends on how well they told it. Right. I'm still watching Lucifer, which is nothing like Lucifer right. in the comics. But I love the characters in it. It's fun. It is incredibly fun. Yeah. And all the kids, like, I really, I was just thinking the other day. It's another thing we talked shit about how bad it was going to be, and I yeah. really like it. So. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, uh, Detective Douche, yeah. Dan, he's a really cool character. And you're like, you root for him because he is kind of douchey. And yet at the same time, you're like, but you're staying a good guy type deal. Like, it's, that show is full of characters that. I don't even care anymore that it's nothing right. like the original Lucifer because it's its own thing. Uh, Arrow got really bad, so like you that's can't, what I've heard. You yes. can't like <laughs> hold on to Arrow because it's so bad. Uh, right. Flash not necessarily very good lately either. It was the first few seasons. You're like, oh, this isn't exactly what it was like in the the comics and stuff, but you went with it because it they're compelling good story. Legends of Tomorrow. Let's just skip over that. Yeah. I mean, we've already seen Rory jumped... and Doctor Who trying to be a time traveler, and it just doesn't work out. Do you think the they've doctor. jumped the shark in those CW shows, and that's what it is? They've just outlasted their... I think a little bit they've yeah. they've tried to do... I, I, here's the thing. I love the crossovers, but I think there was a really telling one when they did an Arrow uh, Flash crossover where 
all the characters on Team Flash sucked when it was the Arrow episode. Like the writing was clunky, the mm. jokes were just kind of like, eh. and it was, and the even the plot points were really dumb. But then when it was the Flash's episode, I liked all the characters on Team Arrow again. Right. And so I think it has a lot to do with the writing. Um, I love the crossovers. I think they should keep doing them, and I and I really love that CW is doing it. Um, the but, uh, Earth X one was fun. Yeah. For the four episodes or whatever that was. Yeah, and. So I think that it's it's not that they jumped the shark. It's just they need to get back to better writing yeah. instead of the, like, fake drama. Like, you don't have to have the characters start hating each other. All the time. All the time. Yeah. And, like, I love you this moment, but no, I don't love right. you anymore. Um, yeah. I, and, but now we have a new one. We have a Black Lightning. Yeah, and I've heard which, it's amazing. I know. I'm just kind of mad that I haven't watched the first couple episodes yeah. before today. I was going to this morning, and then I laid on the ground instead. That's okay. You, you, <laughs> just you're, on, the ground. on the ground. Outside, in front of his I didn't house. Go, no, I was just laying in the living room like this. I was going like, to, I could turn on the TV, but a kid woke me up at 6.30, and I just lay here. I don't think, I don't think the CW and the, those DC characters, those TV shows, are going anywhere, but I think that maybe... What they need to do is go kind of like what Netflix has done, where we got one big story arc, Mm -hmm. and we're going to do that full season, and then we're going to tell a really cool story, and then we'll see from there. Right. Instead of knowing that it's a syndicate that has to keep coming back each week. Right. Because when you have so many different characters to draw on, you can like go, okay, cool, we're done with Arrow for a while, why don't we pick up this this story? Instead of trying to do it every single year. Yeah, Yeah, but... I love my TV shows. Well, have you heard about uh, Netflix execs talking, or actually Marvel execs talking about Netflix that there will not be any future series? Yeah, I get be- that. The beef is strong. Now, the series that they're already there, they're, I mean, they're already shooting the next seasons for all of them, and I think that those shows will stay at Netflix even after the following, but we know in 2019, it's so like next year, Disney is trying to launch their own channel. Mm-hmm. How many fucking streaming services can there it's be? It's going to be like for just pennies a day. Yeah. You and can get this new <laughs> streaming. Yeah, service. Yeah, but you have to get seven of them. Eventually, yeah. it's going to be cheaper just to go back to cable. Yeah, mm-hmm. possibly. <laughs> but you won't be able to get the other of... ones out of cable, and that's what they're that's what they're typically doing because they're stuck in the same. Well, look, Prime's going to do fine. Amazon's going to do fine because you get the Prime when and you sign up billions. for their other. Uh, mm-hmm. services of like getting things shipped to you for free. Right. So I think that one's going to continue to do fine. Right. Uh, Hulu continues to run TV shows much, much quicker. Uh, Netflix, I guess, technically still has a big DVD catalog, but <laughs> I haven't used totally that in shrinking. forever. You can totally still get those sent to you. Yeah, totally. But <laughs> For pennies a day. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, Disney yeah. is... But Disney's Disney, and they'll probably yeah. find a way. And now Disney owns so much fucking they shit, though, in their... So why don't they just... Well, they have a majority yeah. holder in that. I think yeah. it's 46, but still... they. But they're not sure. a monopoly or anything. No. Why do we care about enforcing those laws? No. But you understand, though, even the movies America. that Netflix has currently are going to be Disney's <laughs> as well. And if Disney is pulling all their stuff, they're going to start pulling Fox stuff from Netflix as well. They now have everything that they can be the new Netflix... Except for the subscribers. So I can almost think that there's going to be some negotiation talks to take that platform with their users. Hopefully. Because I don't want... I love my Netflix. I love everything Disney. I don't want to have to, as you said, pay for two to get all of them when... Let them be happy and mingle. Wait, wait, wait. Tony, what's that? Pay for two? 
because you use my Netflix account, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you have my Hulu password too. So uh, I'm glad you got your own Prime account, but you, hey, you don't want to pay for two. What's just, that? Just, just to save you from going to jail, FFC person that's listening to us. FCC. FCC, whatever. FFC. You think the FCC listens to this podcast? Just in case anyone listens to this podcast. Just in case WWE is listening, okay? Please don't lay a smackdown on Tony's Ruby Poo candy ass. The World Wildlife Federation is pissed right now. <laughs> and and this is all this is all just joking, Tony. I mean, they can't, they have no proof here. No, <laughs> just just hearsay. Well, hearsay. Plead the fifth. Anyways, yeah, but he has no jurisdiction over us. But that <laughs> and that's but that's the truth of it. I think what's going to end up happening is more people will will share yeah. information to to find out the ones that they like. And and while people, you know, do that, and a lot of times those companies know they're losing money. They also know that. When that relationship of who you're borrowing it from ends, if they weren't dicks about enforcing it, they know you're going to pick it up eventually anyway, so. True, true. I did forget to mention Doomsday Clock number four is being delayed a whole month, and it's going to go to every other month for the rest of the series. That's a long fucking time for... Something that the should doomsday be... clock. I know, isn't it like minutes to midnight already? Two minutes <laughs> to midnight. Oh my god! Don't ever use that voice ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Just blew out our one speaker. <laughs> Maybe if Tony hadn't destroyed the fucking recording studio, we would still have a board. I'm sure, I'm sure that did not have anything to do with the board finally dying. In stupid <laughs> news, <laughs> Derek. <laughs> <laughs> So Suicide Squad, fuck, can I not talk? I suicide Squad, chop Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad. He's so much worse when you guys are here. There's a girl who's been on my mind. This beer, I tell you, all the time. Suicide Squad Two, yes, is gonna resurrect some pretty dumb characters. No, well, pretty much El Diablo, who died within the first one. Has been seen on set, and I thought he died. I oh, thought his he's sacrifice like living flame. You can't he, kill the devil. Well, the, here's he's the kind thing. of like an that's, Aztec god of fire, isn't he? That's yeah. yes, and that's also a plausible way to say that he lived. But that then negates his sacrifice that he did for his family. It takes away from that character of doing this. For his family. Yeah, the but one... he's about the only character you gave a damn about. Yeah. Which is why fans movie. want him to come back. But if you're going to try to sell that this group can't... Like, when they die, they're dead. You kind of got to have a favorite be dead and stay dead. Just resurrecting them in the next movie seems like a fucking cop-out of Superman's gone. And, oh, here he is with a CGI mustache off. Like... <laughs> They, terrible. they have not fucking learned that they need to, if they want to resurrect him like two movies out, sure, if they're going to make that many Suicide Squads. Two movies out is too far for fans. They will have forgotten him by then. Plus, I saw Hostile. You can't kill Jay Hernandez. <laughs> true, true. I just think that it's, it's a, once again, shows that they have no fucking concept of the overall story. Yeah. They're, they're just like, oh, people liked him, so we're going to bring him back it's, somehow. It's a formula. They're just trying to plug in characters into the formula, and we know this is what makes blockbusters. And look, tons of people came and saw Justice League. Well, They and, weren't happy about it, but they paid money to yeah. go see it. Well, they've already said that they're making the next slate of movies be more fun 
They're going to do the Marvel way, which mm. that's what I was looking forward to is not the Marvel way. Yeah. I was actually looking towards a more grittier version, just they fucking sucked at it. Right. But DC's that, always got like the more gritty characters, but now they're those movies have sucked. That's because they need some fucking writers on their books to come along and help out, which they finally have Jeff Johns doing it, which is why I feel part of why Doomsday Clock is being pushed back is because he has more shit that he found out he had to do on the movie side. Yeah, because so. they're giving him lots and lots of money to do that. <laughs> lots. Lots mm-hmm. of money. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope it pays off because it... Lots of money. We'll see. Needs. Either way, we're going to get some good Marvel movies this year. So Yes. And they will be fun. Yes. It doesn't matter if the plots are kind of weak or anything. You'll have brothers making brother jokes and you'll have Black Panther being just awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know you guys don't read Astro City. What are you talking about? I it's love Astro City. an amazing series and it's coming to an end in April. And with that being said, it's not going to be ending totally, but the monthlies are ending. They're now going into graphic novel, like they're going to continue writing. But they're going to do them as graphic novels? Yes, so that they can tell more epic, long story arcs. Super okay with anybody doing that. I'm okay with it too. Just not (laughs) ending the universe that they've created, I am totally happy with it. Astro City is just going to be called Houston now. (laughs) Home, home of, of the, the Astros. Astros. Yeah! yeah, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> Baseball reference. Woo! But Kurt Busiek so is still going to write it. Uh, ever on this podcast. Brent Anderson's still going to draw, and Alex Ross still going to do covers and everything. Ooh, so Alex Ross, those are amazing. That covers. guy's still painting. Yeah, <laughs> he should try a new medium. Like I don't know, dude. I, what I, if you could do the joy of painting with he, Alex Ross? I was going to say, is, is he Bob's, like, nephew or something? <laughs> I, I do watercolors. <laughs> I, draw, I call this one Bailey's. <laughs> Didn't you guys get to see uh, Brie Larson dressed up as Captain Marvel? Yeah, how she looks like Rachel from Friends. <laughs> I guess I can kind of see that. I was not too happy with the green uh, costume, which I've learned more is original free colors. It's her mm-hmm. starter costume, too. Starter costume, hair. yes. But they're saying stupid that... Stupid hair, is that what you I'd say the hair is a little bit, yeah, too. I wasn't too impressed with the way that it looked. However, there was someone online that <coughs> re-digitalized the colors to look more like the red and blue and gold that she has now, which looked amazing. But this brings up the point of this was seen on the Avengers set, her in this costume. Now we know they that her thought it was on the Avengers set. See, I still think that it is because they haven't technically started shooting for Captain Marvel, which is supposed to be set in eighties, nineties. I think it's going to be like an origin story. I do think she's truly going to show up in Avengers, so that people can be like, "Oh, that's her," because you have to have the character established before they have their their movie. Sometimes to have her iconic costume now being now because that's what infinite or there's gonna be time travel <laughs> in, in avengers infinity war yeah. maybe this is going back to that time establishes her there and she comes back for the other avengers movie you really put and, a lot of thought into this kind of <laughs> a lot it's what i do every week this is why <laughs> i need to have this podcast it helps me get all these thoughts otherwise tony's gonna start railing against the government do you know what they put in your water <laughs> So the <laughs> they are, so from what I read, 
that they are doing shooting for Captain Marvel because they're trying to take advantage of a tax credit. See, for starting the that's film. the red herring. They're trying to throw you off early, and then they take a break, and then they finish shooting it when. They actually planned to shoot it. In the D- first Tony, I side note, can you please start your own like Alex Jones like Infowars style <laughs> podcast where you just start screaming <laughs> comic <laughs> book conspiracies? <laughs> I just I'm afraid that the Tony U.S. military have... is designing a gay bomb, turning frogs against us. <laughs> Tony's gonna have a heart attack on that show. <laughs> I know, seeing purple in the face the whole time. Rick Grimes is going to start narrating Quidditch through the ages. What? Because he actually is. Andrew Lincoln, uh, on an audio book of Quidditch through the ages, is going to start... He's going to be the narrator on this. through the ages? Yes. They're going to follow great Quidditch matches in the Harry Potter world. Oh, in Harry Potter. I was going to say, from what we started playing it in 2000. Grom! Grom! (laughs) Victor Grom! That is an odd thing to do. Yeah, well, he just wants to get away from the death of his son and. <gasps> his son dies? Oh. Yes, yes, man. I am so oh, he far got bitten at least. I'm so far behind on Me that too. show, but. Carl! 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 Coral! 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 Oh, man. You got anything else that you came up with this week? Yep, well, Logan nominated for an Academy Award. First screenplay adaption. Best screenplay adaption. My wife refuses to watch it because I told her it was sad. It is very sad. But that's it's awesome yeah. Yeah. because obviously it was adapted from a graphic novel. Yeah. So it's sort the of. first movie that... Sort of. It's an adaptation. It's, it's a loose... Uh, All things are. It's got Wolverine in it. <laughs> and he's old. And he's old. Dirt. But, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, all of the source material, right? Yeah. Even even though X twenty three, like that whole it's thing. It's a fine is, story. I just wish that they didn't like put so much like this is like Old Man Logan on the road trip thing. Yeah. Because it's nothing like the Old Man Logan comic. No. But it was a fine, fine movie. It was, and it's so. the first comic book movie that's been nominated. The last Which, well, for well, this, for for this type for of because they get some for special yes. effects and stuff. So for like real awards, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the last oh, one, the ones that yeah, he yeah. Squad I was going to say the last one was Heath Ledger when he well, that was won an actor best though, actor, which is which is still amazing because hey, it legitimizes the Lord of the, the Rings: form. Return of the King won the Academy Award for best not superhero yeah. though. That's not superhero, but it's kind of in it's the fantasy. fantasy genre, which is. is what superheroes technically fall under. So, or are they sci-fi? Sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. Depends on the, depends on the order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> depends on the director. I if guess. it's a, if it's the Golden Globes, it's a comedy musical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like The Martian, best comedy. <laughs> Are you surprised that Wonder Woman was snubbed? Did you th- feel like that deserved? No. Anything, even Costumes, costume artistry. Maybe, but I, don't, I mean, it was a great movie, but I don't think it was cinematically like a great movie. You know what I mean? Like, the story it was, was good. good for DC, yeah. and that's yeah. like... I think that's the bar was pretty low for that. Yeah. Because even the end of Wonder Woman is not very good. Yeah. Why'd you say that name? So, <laughs> I was not disappointed in that. Being snubbed. I'm not one of those women that's like, how dare you? Wonder no. Woman deserves all the awards. Wonder Woman is pretty awesome, Gail. So. Wow. She is really pretty awesome. Wow. He's used that before. I know, but I used it on you. I want to see my brother's reaction. Uh, he had the same reaction I did. Look of disgust. When he said it the first time. 
And our poor listeners have heard it twice now. All three of them. So I think you owe them an apology. Hey. I, I just I just wonder why women still talk to Tony. Uh, yeah. That was stupid. I know. I do have to say... <laughs> that Thanks. was stupid. That's Thanks. the pot calling the kettle yeah. black. That's the glacier calling the iceberg cold. And Tony, that is the river or the ocean calling the river wet. Okay. <laughs> All those things, yes. Uh, that was my first in this whole... Tenure of Drunk on Comics that I have reused a pun. Oh, the exactly. first time you've reused one? I'm sure. I know other people that have reused them every single week, so. Hey, fun fact the swimming pool on the Titanic is still full. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I can say that to the end for our words of wisdom. <laughs> um. All right, let's uh, get into Booze in the Book. Uh, booze in the Book this week is the aptly titled 300. Um, Ooh, if you like the drawing of men's penises, you should <laughs> read the original 300. Read Watchmen? <laughs> <laughs> that too. If you like giant blue penises. Yes. But Not Papa Smurf. But Remember when we made the Dr. Manhattan drink, which is <laughs> the Manhattan or the blue popsicle? <laughs> That was, that was a good one. That was a good one. I think I missed that show, too. You guys were all too creative that day. I kind of want to say that now. With the blue popsicle. With the blue popsicle. I forgot about that one. Um, okay, so anyways, 300 because it was epic in sale. The original, the original graphic novel. Yeah, um, by Frank Miller. And, you know, it's still to this day one of those comics that you can easily pick up at any time. It's awesome. The movie was also pretty good adaption. <laughs> the to first the movie was a good adaptation. The second movie was kind of lame, but the first one was it mostly was all yeah. there. You had lots mm -hmm. of abs and muscles and Xerxes looked fabulous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And besides it being an awesome book, obviously the reason why we're picking it this week is because 300, and I've been thinking about it for the last three weeks of Booze in a book. So uh, the beer we have decided to pair with it is uh, Leonidas's Shield from good old Cellar Brewing Company up in Sparta. It's a double IPA. Uh, it's harsh and bitey, apparently. Just like Leonidas's Shield. It'll punch you right in the face. <laughs> so that's what we got this week for Booze in a Book. Now, before we close the show, I mean, we've done our other anniversary shows and everything where we reminisce about this and that. And there's always, like, the same kind of stories the, of what happens. But we already kind of talked about the most awesome thing that's happened. Mm -hmm. um, and I really kind of picked a, a cheesy one, but it's true. I do love hanging out with my brother. But what's the stupidest Lame. thing that you feel <laughs> like that's ever happened here with the show? Um, whether it's at a convention, whether it's at, you know, a book signing, whether it's wherever. Something that's being part of Drunk on Comics, the stupidest thing that has ever happened. Linz? So, I remember once when we went to C2E2 to do an awesome convention uh, recording. Just do the whole convention. And we recorded a bunch of stuff, we thought. <laughs> <laughs> And then we actually didn't because we didn't bring our headphones to plug into the recorder and make sure it was actually fucking doing its job. Why didn't you bring your headphones? I can't believe that you were in charge of that. I actually did have headphones. 
So that was a fun waste of time. <laughs> it was fun. Similar to the time you deleted Wait, Dan Billy's interview. <laughs> how, how were those funny? That's just not... You said irritating and annoying. No, I said funniest. It is... Yes. I have it's one funny after the fact. It's, it is funny after the fact. Okay. I have a good one. How about the time Tony on the Thursday night before Motor City? No, it's the Friday night of Motor City. Went uh, out to my trunk to get some liquor that he had put in there, and proceeded to lock my keys in the <laughs> trunk in Detroit, three hours away. To be fair, it's Detroit. <laughs> It was uh, no vibe. To, yeah. which, to which my wife had to drive across the state the next day to bring me a set of keys. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> and I bet he paid you gas money, too. No! <laughs> Classic Tony. That was the same <laughs> convention where Tony recorded us, in, like, covertly when we were in the hotel room. Oh, yeah, just words. randomly, like, yeah. drunkenly arguing about things? Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is not Tony's stupidest thing. <laughs> no, I no but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure most of the stupidest <laughs> moments on Drunk on Comics have involved Tony in some way. All right. how, how many podcasts are we up to that you've accidentally deleted at this point? I don't want to explain because I think we could have hit this number three Because we, technically we'd be at number 7,000. So, yeah. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I think five. But. <laughs> It's probably maybe more. <laughs> I think the dumbest moment for me was uh, very early on, and we were at a costume contest, and Tony's shitty Iron Man. Oh, you guys! One first press, yeah, <laughs> with the stupid thing, and then he didn't buy his drinks because that's classic Tony. Hey, you guys all had fun. We with did the have shitty fun. Avengers. Shitty, I still have beer only here, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sitting around in my car. You guys in fact, like awesome. my founder, my founders mugs this year. Actually has a picture of Mjolnir as a big mug of beer. Whosoever holdeth this mug, if they be worthy, shall have the power of beer. And notice, if they be worthy. Ah, Because I believe in gender equality. Very good. I guess I have to pick myself as well. (laughs) (laughs) I can't... I I was the whole time I was like trying to think of like what's something I could say each of you did that was stupid, but it pales in comparison... I gotta say, Tonyisms. That it has become the word Tonyisms amongst our friends in podcasting. That when they even say something that's not what's supposed to be said, oh, I pull the Tonyism. Like it's now become yep. a thing. Yeah, total narcissist to he, take, a, take one of his flaws and turn it into a so, positive. I got a name. I got a word named after me. What do you got? He, My own ineptitude. <laughs> so he has his own ism now, but he also has his own signature drink. The single the guy. The single guy. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I didn't know <laughs> So. Fuck yeah. you guys. I gave you CBS. You had more than one drink. You did. <laughs> and that truth serum just has given us the ability to be happy. <laughs> that should have been booze in a book. What's up with the single guy, Tony? Gatorade and like vodka? <laughs> Rum, fuckers. Tastes ah. like loneliness and regret. <laughs> I did not have any of that last night on the birthday bus. No? I, I lie. <laughs> you totally did. Yeah. Gives you electrolytes and you piss them right out. It's great. <laughs> it's what plants crave. Oh <laughs> uh, Well, I do want to uh, say thanks for, for coming today. Uh, do you have any words of wisdom, I anyone? Do. I do. Words and pictures are yin and yang. Married, they produce progeny more interesting than either parent. Dr. Seuss, bitches. Oh. 
I'm glad you read that because if I would have said progeny, I would have probably said progeny. Progeny? Progenyette. Hey, Tony, do, do you know one in ten Europeans are conceived in an Ikea bed? I heard it's more like three in ten, but then again, 70% of statistics are made up on the spot. That's right. <laughs> um, again, thank you for, for coming. <laughs> uh, let's do this again in another 50, 100 episodes. Yeah. Maybe this summer when we celebrate what, well, six, seven years? I'll be years? here next week. Yeah, it's going to be six years because five years was last year. Oh, well, I guess Matt <laughs> said someone, yeah. At least someone knows how to do yeah. that. Not me, five obviously. plus one more year. Six years. Ten years. Um, to the listener that has been with us since the beginning. <laughs> thank you. To the others that I do know that are out there, thank you for uh, continuing listening. Cheers to y'all. Stay thirsty for many more Drunk on Comics podcasts. I feel like you could have ended that sentence like three words before it actually ended. <laughs>